Welcome to Anchor Daily. In our Imago Day series, we're learning what it means to be image bearers of God. In our reading plan, we're focusing on who God is and exploring some of God's attributes. We'll also consider which characteristics are God's alone and those we're called to reflect as His image bearers. Well, hey, podcast listeners, I hope your day is going well. My name is Dave, and now give us some thoughts about God's holiness and how we might respond. So just for a minute, think back when you were a kid. Did you have a hero? Maybe your hero was a sports star or even a movie star. Often those heroes, for me anyway, they seem to be really far away. I mean, even though uh, we thought they were great, we wanted to be like those people, but they were just so far away that meeting them in person was just a dream. Well, I had a hero when I was playing Little League Baseball. This guy was my favorite baseball player. He He was a major league catcher. He wasn't the best player in the league. He was never going to go on to be the GOAT, you know, the greatest of all time. But he was my favorite. I'd even say he was my idol. I wore his number as much as I could whenever I played ball. And today my son still wears that number. Anyway, a long, long time ago, I got to meet this guy. I mean, I was blown away. He was a very big guy, as I remember. And I remember that his hands were huge. But here's the thing. He was also very kind. He asked me about baseball, what position I played, and and what I wanted to do when I grew up. And my answers, instead of coherent words, probably sounded like gibberish. But I was in awe. I was even a little scared. It was beyond anything that I could have imagined to be sitting there talking to him. To me, he was like royalty, bigger than life. And I was there in the, the the smallness of my little life with my hero. Well, in yesterday's podcast, Stephen asked, what's the first thing you think of when you hear that God is holy? Is it awe or fear or, or maybe we don't have the words to describe what holiness looks like? But as we read through God's word, we get to see his holiness personified in God the Son, in Jesus. And I wonder if sometimes, um, you know, we forget that key point at times. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are the triune nature of God. Luke 5 describes Jesus calling the first disciples. He was by a lake, and people were pressing in on him. Jesus saw fishermen cleaning out their nets, and Jesus got on to one of the boats, the boat of a man named Simon, later to be known as Peter. Jesus asked Simon to put the boat out a little ways in the water so he could speak to the crowd. Well, when he was done speaking, Jesus asked Peter to go out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. So Luke 5, verse 5 says, And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. Verse 7, They signaled to their partners in other boats to come help them, and they came and filled the boats so much that they began to sink. Well, that's really cool. It's a miracle as they had had already fished all night. Now the nets were full. What Simon says next was his reaction to the greatness that he couldn't grasp. And verse eight says, but when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at, at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Well, why did, why did Simon say that? Why did he say, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord? Simon's reaction is appropriate for times 
when God himself appears to someone. He fell down at Jesus' knees, like in the midst of all these fish in the boat, asking the Lord to depart because he was a sinful man. Well, Peter was astonished by the miracle as a demonstration of the presence of God, which is the first step to understanding who Jesus is. At this point, Peter simply understands that God works through Jesus. Now, he will come to a much deeper knowledge and understanding as this unfolds over a period of time. Jesus knew that Simon Peter was afraid, as we might be. It's the typical reaction to the divine presence. Holiness is so far beyond anything in our ordinary experience that we have no comparison. We don't, we don't have categories that help us understand it. The author Paul David Tripp wrote an interesting article on holiness, and here's a couple of things that he said. For us, Jesus is the perfect example of holiness. In the New Testament, God makes it possible for us to live a life of holiness in the power of the Holy Spirit and the life of Christ. It is our perfect example of holiness. The death and resurrection of our Lord has made a life of holiness possible for believers. To be holy means to be cut off or separate from everything else. It means to be in a class of your own, distinct from anything that has ever existed or will ever exist. God's holiness is not an aspect of who he is or what he does. God's holiness is the essence of who he is. If you were to ask, how, how is the holiness of God revealed? The only answer would be in everything he does. Everything God thinks, desires, speaks, and does is utterly holy in every way. So Tripp goes on in, in uh, a message that, that he wrote in an article, and he provides us with three things we should recognize about God's holiness. First is, holiness provides comfort. In, in our world that seems out of control, that seems so evil, where, where wrong seems to be rewarded and oftentimes uh, right seems to be punished, we need to remember the holiness of God. What he does is always right. What he says is always true. What he promises he will always deliver. God is and it will always be worthy of our trust for this reason he is holy. With a holy power, he will defeat every evil thing that has made our lives sad and difficult and deliver us forever to a world free of all that's wrong. Number two, holiness induces rebuke. It's only in the face of holiness, the holiness of God that you and I, like Isaiah, will ever be broken from the disaster of sin that lives within us. See, the, the problem we have, sin doesn't always appear sinful to us. Often, it's attractive and, and magnetic. It's only in the face of holiness, of the holiness of God, that you fully realize that sin is more than just a list of bad behaviors and more than breaking a set of abstract rules. It's the holiness of God that tells us that since we cannot escape ourselves, we all need a Savior who can do what we can't rescue us from us. You simply can't consider the holiness of God without also mourning your sin and crying out for the grace of Jesus. Number three, holiness defies, defines calling. Because holiness is the essence of God's character, it becomes our calling as his children by inheritance. Peter says, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you holy, you will also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. That's in 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16. Here's the best way to understand it. He says, 
you are holy and you have been called to be holy. If you are God's child, you stand before him as righteous because the perfect righteousness of Christ has been given over to your personal account. And also, this is another aspect. You are holy because you have been bought with the blood of Christ and you're not on your own. So what we should do is celebrate holiness. That's, that's, that's where a discussion of holiness of God leads us. It leads us to celebrate his grace. Because of his grace, we know that the Lord is holy. Because of his grace, we are accepted and not rejected by him. Because of his grace, we are comforted by his holy rule. Because of his grace, we become aware of the gravity of sin that infects us all. Because of his grace, we run to God for help and, and not away from him in fear. And because of his grace, God appointed his perfect son to be the perfect sacrifice for imperfect people. Because of his grace, we have been invited to live in God's holy presence forever and ever. The holiness of God drives us to the Savior who alone is able by his life and death to unite unholy people to a holy God. God reveals his holiness to us, not as a warning that we should run from it in eternal terror, but as a welcome to run to him where we are weak and failing sinners, always finding the grace that lasts forever. If you'd like to read all of this article from Paul Tripp, I will put the, the link Uh, to the manuscript of this podcast that will be on our Bethel website. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you will find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Thanks again, family. God bless you.